0: Hello, and welcome to the Mass Singer Hapups podcast, where we no longer say every week, we say every now and then, when Fox decides to put on the show, we get together and we break down all the ridiculousness that is the Mass Singer. I am never alone on these podcasts. I'm your host, Puya, the Matchbox Zan Vakili, and I today am joined by my co-host, Liana. The sixty-nine cents Boris. Liana, how are you doing today?
1: Okay, I'm good. Also, uh, there was a clue on Jeopardy last night that was songs, and it was like, oh, this 2019 hit by Rob Thomas, who's the lead singer of Matchbox Twenty, and it was like, Oh, Rob Thomas released new music in twenty nineteen. Okay, cool. So then I was listening to that. And that's my story.
0: Wait, so I see. So, you're (laughs) listening to Rob Thomas.
1: Oh, I have another music story. Actually, I have an update to the 21 Pilots uh, uh, saga. Okay, so I finally yelled at my Alexa. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, oh no. no. (laughs) What have I done? Okay, I yelled (laughs) at my smart smart device to play different music. And so finally, it started playing this other podcast or this other um, playlist, which was like, I don't even remember what it said, but it was like, oh, top hits of the past 10 years or something like that. I kid you not, the first song was Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke. I near about threw it out the window. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So then I was like yelling at it to turn the music off and it didn't hear me. I think it thought I was asking for a joke because I was in a different room, to be fair. And then all of a sudden I hear my smart device go, how do Buffalo settle arguments? they let bisons be bisons (laughs) and then I was like no stop just stop like if they're gonna steal my data I want something back in return and instead this is what I get bad jokes
0: this is what happens when you try and break away from the 21 pilots you get Robin thick and corny jokes
1: are you happy with
0: your exchange
1: I mean I guess I'm really sick of 21 pilots (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you could anyway. always
0: ask it to play Christmas music. It is that time of year.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm going to opt not for that, though. So, um, okay. I'm ready to talk about the Mass Singer now.
0: Yes. So, before Liana told us about her music updates, uh, we're here to talk about the Mass Singer. We are in the second r- part of the final eight round. We got the first one two weeks ago, and now we're getting the next one here with the remaining four. So, tonight, we had, or this episode, we had the butterfly versus the fox and we had the thingamajig versus the tree. But not before we find out that Joel McHale is back, A. And Nick Cannon is coming out again looking like the Phantom of the Opera. But the Secret Service people were interesting to me. The men in black, they were wearing these, like, barney the dinosaur like purple (laughs) masks so i couldn't figure out if it was a bit or if it was a reference to something did you make what that was
1: no i have no idea i so they were wearing sunglasses also were those part of the masks or were they wearing sunglasses on top of the masks
0: i'm not sure because all i thought was barney the dinosaur then i thought grimace from the mcdonald's crew (laughs) and then i thought
1: (laughs) Why, why would they be referencing that
0: I don't know. That's what I was trying to figure out. Like, ha- was there like a happy meal cross over promotion <laughs> where like there, you know what? If happy meals did mass singer characters in their happy meals, we'd be buying a lot of happy meals.
1: Or what if the happy meal characters came onto the mass singer? I-,
0: I could do without a grimace. I mean, I would love a- the Hamburglar. I feel like the Hamburglar could do some things. Um, and then, <laughs> Ronald McDonald probably like can stay away. Birdie's okay. I think I'm here for the Hamburglar. Personally.
1: How do you? Uh, okay, the only one I know. So I know Ronald McDonald. Grimace is the purple lump, and then <laughs> what? It, uh The Hamburglar is the one who's got the giant burger as the head, and then he wears like a like a black and white pinstripe outfit or something.
0: I mean, it's black and white pinstripe. It's not a burger head though. It's just the regular head, and he's wearing like a Zorro mask, where like it's a. It's on iMaster. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, I Googled it. Okay, we got And like,
0: the top hat. And then, Birdie's the bird, if you didn't know that.
1: There was a bird?
0: Yeah. So, I went to McDonald's every now and then as a youngin', because back in the day, the Happy Meals were lit um, because the toys were great collectibles. So, I have looked at these four characters way more than I need to admit.
1: Oh, Mayor McCheese. I've heard of Mayor McCheese.
0: Who is Mayor McCheese? Mayor
1: McCheese was the one with the cheeseburger head.
0: I did not he know had a, that.
1: Yeah, he had a top hat, a diplomat sash, and Ugh. a pair of princeness spectacles. Uh, yeah. I, I, okay, here's the deal. If... Fox is going to treat the Masked Singer the way it's treating it with like, no one ever knows the schedule, then I think we're allowed to talk about the characters from the (laughs) McDonald's characters franchise for a while, (laughs) right? That's allowed.
0: Yeah, no, five minutes in, we've talked about the purple masks and the fact that Joel McHale's back and that's about it. But honestly, I have to air my frustration about it as well, because the fact that we are on episode nine, but there's been like three weeks of gap in between us getting these episodes is infuriating because it does make me feel like I, I'll forget a lot of things. And then I get a a harsh refresher when we see everyone again. And then I get excited after two episodes in and then we get another week off. So enough of that nonsense, sort your stuff out. I mean, I guess it makes sense because Fox has like sports rights and has like games to show but come on
1: it feels like Fox doesn't care yeah which to be fair Fox doesn't care when it's got fun TV like that's how they ruined arrested development and serenity or uh firefly so like okay I get it but uh but yeah so i mean our schedule for the future so we have an episode next tuesday <laughs>
0: uh, Yep. Okay. And wednesday
1: <laughs> yeah so tuesday december 10th and wednesday december 11th there will be an episode each one of those days and then the finale is the same night as the survivor finale which is the 18th so yes, and
0: i believe it's a two hour finale
1: okay great so that's the final schedule at least no more gaps we'll see what uh what the spring brings for season three
0: yeah, I mean, the good news with season three is that on their biggest sports night of um, the Super Bowl, we're going to get the Mass Singer right after. So that kind of works out where we're not going to get interrupted. And hopefully at that point, all the sports that Fox carries, I believe, are done. I don't know if they have any NBA in their packaging, in their programming. Sorry, uh, but we'll figure Listen, we'll figure that out when the time comes. For now, we're here to talk about four very unique, powerful performers of the mass Singer season two. And that is The Butterfly, The Fox, Thingamajig, and The Tree.
1: Okay, so this four, this is the four that I I, I had no idea who was going to go because I think everybody is a really, really strong performer. Everybody, I think, is a really strong singer. And so I went into this episode thinking any, any one of these four could go home.
0: Absolutely. And I believe after seeing the reveals, uh, the reveal, the... the, the, the <laughs> I felt like uh, me. That's all, folks. Grim- Grimace right.
1: got your tongue. Does Grimace, Grimace, does Grimace grab tongues?
0: No, keep Grimace away from my mouth, please. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: You'd rather take a bite of Mayor McCheese?
0: No, it, was that presented as an option that I could decline? Because no.
1: Okay, there's a lot of fun characters. Officer Big Mac. Um, my personal favorite is Uncle Ogrimacy. <laughs>
0: Was, was that Son of the- filet fish.
1: <laughs> he was he was uh, created to uh, promote the shamrock shake.
0: <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Yes.
1: Ah. Uh, anyway.
0: Um. Last week. Last week. Two weeks ago. After seeing the leopard survive and Patty Labelle go home, that's when I thought, "Oh, wait, I've seen it all." But then coming into this week, like you said, I didn't know who was going to go. And I had no idea how I was going to feel about these performances. But I got to say, I have some feelings about some of the stuff that went down and I might not be on the same page as most people. So I'm excited to talk about all these things and get your opinions and see if we line up on our thoughts here tonight.
1: OK, lining up like the Hamburglar's outfit. Because it's striped their lines. This is, <laughs> this is a sad meal.
0: This is a it's not a happy meal. Oh. <laughs> well I'll grimace make like a grimace and be a purple lump <laughs> and move along
1: oh my god I was okay so I was telling my mom about the like the phrases that we were, you were doing like oh call me a dollar cause uh, I- <laughs> you don't even remember <laughs> the them the only thing you can think of was I've been in a stripper's g-string what <laughs> I'm sorry anyway so <laughs> we're just gonna move on from that so are like, we i don't so, know if we
0: are i don't know if i can so
1: like i said i was telling my mom about those me uh uh give me your two uh i'm a petty because give me your two cents that was one of them anyway not important the whole point is is that i told my mom about that and then she was like oh i've got one um oh. call me a biscuit and butter my buns <laughs> <laughs> i was like <laughs> what she was like yeah you know like the famous saying (laughs) i was like oh yeah of course mom so i've started using it um and i like it but
0: ladies and gentlemen if you ever needed a more definitive proof the apple does not (laughs) fall far from the tree
1: yeah oh man oh that's that's what we should be for halloween i'll be the apple my mom can be the tree which speaking of the tree uh the butterfly performed first so i tried
0: All right, it's fine. Well, we'll break out of this cocoon that was banter for 10 minutes and become a butterfly and talk all about the butterfly first person out onto the stage for this matchup. So we get the clue package for the butterfly and, you know, regular fare. Butterfly talks about how things were intimidating. They know they're up against the best, but now they feel better because they've been doing well, yada, yada, yada. A lot of it at this point to me is yada, yada, yada. Um, But then the biggest clue I got was sharing the stage with giants. And then it pans to a football. And immediately I was like, I remember watching that halftime show. I remember the giants were playing that night and it was the night that Beyonce performed. And then boom, there was a destiny child reunion on stage. So I was like, okay, Michelle Williams already confirmed confirmed again and then we got a hot 100 vase looking thing we got a playbill for Broadway and then we got a hint as to what the song's gonna be which we've been getting lately and the butterfly said tonight I'm stepping into the ring to show who I have become and then proceeded to sing sorry not sorry by Demi Lovato
1: because she's sorry not sorry um, yeah I thought this was you know I mean obviously Michelle Williams aka the butterfly um, is a really great singer um, I thought that the song built um, the end I thought was stronger where she could really utilize her vocals and sort of improvise a little bit more mm. um, but you know when we think about oh, this whole performance versus singing she can't really move much and I, I don't know if that's because a limitation of the outfit with those big old wings and I'm pretty sure she's in heels and so she kind of just like stands there and i will say if you're talking about like visually watching the performance it was a little boring from that perspective and and i i will say i also don't think this was necessarily her strongest performance so the fact that she ends up going into the smackdown was not surprising to me
0: yes i have a question i have listened to this song many times it's on my spotify like uh like playlist but i've never seen the music video where does the boxing come in
1: well, no, I think that was just the she's coming out of her. Uh, what was the thing that you said about how she's going to stepping fight? into the ring, yeah, stepping into the ring? So there's boxers in the ring.
0: Well, like you could use that same line and be like, I'm stepping into the ring. And then she like pops out of a TV like the the cursed girl from the ring. You know what I mean? Like that. Wow. If that's the. If that's the only connection, it's just odd to me. The whole like the dancers with the boxing gloves and stuff just did not work for me. I didn't like that. What I will say is I thought the performance, the vocal performance was strong and I was like, well, she can carry a tune was kind of how I came out of this feeling. Um, I also made note of the dancing. She didn't dance. It was mostly the the boxers. And again, I go back to that as like because she's not dancing I focus on the other like I'm focusing on the the voice, but then the movements and stuff. I'm focusing on these dancers and they just didn't come together for me. They didn't match what was going on to me.
1: I think that the backup dancers are so freaking distracting. Get yeah. rid of them. Unless okay, there have been a few times where it has felt like truly cohesive, but mm-hmm. most of the time they do just stand out. Like they didn't match the decor at all. It was just no. like put her like do the background where it actually looks like she's in a boxing match. Like bring down the the SmackDown microphone that's <laughs> covered in fur. You know what I mean? Like make it seem like it's a boxing match. Because yeah, yeah it's just distracting.
0: Like in the background, like the, the, the big screen behind her vaguely like showed like the corners of a boxing ring. But again, for me, it was like, okay, well, you said one line and now the whole, all I'm thinking of is how is this related to boxing? <laughs> and as strong as the voice was like, it just didn't mix well. I think back to the Fox's performance where I thought the backup dancers worked well but it was also because the fox was dancing with them i think
1: which one i guess multiple ones where the foxes danced danced with
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i think it should at least like somewhat fit the performer so the fact that they were such distinct contrast between the butterfly and how the butterfly looks and then these performers It's just too big. It's like a little bit of peacocking going on. And I can't tell what I'm supposed to focus on.
1: Wait, why is it peacocking?
0: Because peacocking is when you do too much and you try and stand out by doing too much. And it's not necessarily great and attractive, but it is it puts you in notice so
1: uh, okay yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily call it that it just looked like more like um i don't know they grabbed a bunch of random props and costumes and themes from a bucket and just threw it all out on stage and was like okay today or it's like uh you know when you're doing improv or you're playing a game or something and it's like okay today we're gonna be doing boxing
0: yeah uh <laughs> with
1: a butterfly. <laughs> Uh, in the rain (laughs) and like that's how it was all put together but anyway i digress uh
0: to the tune of demi lovato um as far as the judges go the uh comments we had when you sing your soul is on fire that's what nicole said now we've moved on from the physical objects we've moved on from like kind of the verbal clues what we got was the performers kind of responding to some of these critiques and the butterfly says, hearing all of your compliments, I am brought to tear after every performance. You take away insecurities I have from my voice.
1: Oh, that's so cute. I mean, that's got to be so hard. Can you imagine being Michelle Williams and then having freaking Beyonce? Like, my God.
0: Yeah, just feeling like you're constantly in the shadow. Yeah, and not recognized for your own talent. Yeah. And being able to show it now and being able to be appreciated for the talent that no one has necessarily been able to hear because the spotlight's never been on you.
1: OK, well, some of us knew because We Break the Dawn is an amazing song. Thank you, Michelle Williams.
0: We will move on to the guesses. Um, Jenny McCarthy starts her what I would call best inform guessing episode of the season with Michelle Williams. Robin Thicke goes with Monica. And I need to put my boxing gloves on for this one because I am over Ken Jong. I am done with this. If I have to hear someone say, that's a very incorrect, very good, incorrect guess, or I know who this is, or watch out, everybody. I'm going to hit you with this or. All right. And blank. Welcome to the show. Love you enough stop it's like the world's worst jukebox where you put a coin in and you don't get to pick the songs and you're just hearing this is how you remind me by Nickelback on repeat (laughs) like stop it I can't it's too much
1: wow tell us how you really feel
0: very annoyed. I'm a, I'm a very I'm having an annoyed meal right now. Not a happy meal.
1: <laughs> I wonder what the character would be for that. Oh, actually, I don't know if you saw this, but the uh, the Singer UK is coming in January. Mm-hmm. And guess who one of the ge- the judges is going to be?
0: I didn't want to bring it up because
1: Ken Jong. Yeah, of all (laughs) your picks of an American, I know you shipped him over to the UK, and now he's going to be a judge for them. Like, I'm so sorry.
0: I feel like the international versions are like, let's bring an American on, but like some, like a like one American that's like not going to do well and give good guesses.
1: Okay. Here's the thing, though, is like Lindsay Lohan versus Ken Jong. If you're going to talk about shipping out an American to one of the other like franchises mm-hmm. of the Mass Singer. I don't know. Maybe another day rather I, Lindsay Lohan, actually. She was yeah. less annoying than Ken was because I'm 100 percent on board with you. Ken was driving me crazy over it. So freaking over it.
0: So over it. And I loved, commu- I loved him in Community
1: so much i just wanted joel to just be like bro enough like this shtick is worn out and it's tired and you need to stop right now
0: yes here's my worry though there were moments where i would notice him make like one offhand joke and the audience eats it up every time so i'm like maybe most people don't mind maybe like the regulars you know, the ones watching with their families are like, ha, there goes that guy making his thing again. But I had enough of it. <laughs> it's yeah, too whatever. much. It's in the words of a great judge that he could take notes from. It's a no from me, dog.
1: <laughs> yeah, for rules.
0: And then let's see. And, then you know, he says Carrie Washington. Long story short. And then we hit an interlude and we got a question. We're not going to talk about what the interlude was. But Liana, out of the panelists, who would you like to cook you dinner?
1: oh who would i like to cook me dinner um nicole is joel McHale count
0: <laughs> uh no let's say the original four just to make it difficult
1: probably nicole
0: yeah i I don't, I don't see picking any of the other three as an option
1: yeah I, it's no. not an option
0: i mean you know what if we're gonna be this is what's gonna happen ken jong's gonna be like so i made you dinner what do you think the appetizer is? You're like, I don't know. Um, jalapeno poppers. And he's like, that's a great incorrect guess, Liana. I've made you. So I went to Fiji and they had great water. So I thought water, water, and then I went to the red crescent watercress. It's lettuce. Welcome lettuce to our dinner plate. How are you doing?
1: And we have Bjork performing. Oh
0: God! <laughs> oh,
1: at least worse that's over. It. But you know what? That's so funny. We were like, "Oh, thank God!" Like at least he's not going to be talking about Bjork Bjork anymore. Now it's worse. Like it's somehow worse. <laughs>
0: at least before I knew what was coming. Now it's like, I know one of five things is coming and all of them are horrible, but I can't prepare myself for it.
1: Yeah, I know. Although. Okay. So enough about Ken to go back to Jenny for a sec. Like, okay. She actually had like two good guesses this Mm -hmm. episode, which I was pretty shocked by. Um, and I don't want to give her props, but at the same time, Like, is she one of the better judges? We actually have a question from Nathan. So he asks Have we been underestimating Jenny? She already had a couple of correct guesses this season, and then she likely added two more this week. So.
0: That's the amazing thing with Jenny is that she is a pop, quote unquote, pop culture guru. So she should be the most knowledgeable across many subjects of pop culture. So she should be the best one. I guess the shock is when. You're turning around and saying Bruno Mars and saying Jamie Foxx every week. You're discounting your credibility. But I do think despite all of that, she still has that knowledge. She just has to, you know, just put her head on straight sometimes and really think. And she's got the database. So she has all the instruments. She just needs a course in how to play them.
1: I What?
0: Yeah. You know, like you have your instrument like it's like you own a guitar. You have a guitar pick. You have a tuner. Okay, so she's finally she's
1: finally like learning how to put all the pieces together. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like she's sitting right next to Robin Thick, and as creepy as the guy is, I honestly think he's probably the best one of them all. So she's taking notes from him, learning from him.
1: Yeah, maybe she's cheating off of his notes.
0: That's possible. And she like picks the ones that he's not picking.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think she should be doing better, but also it is a situation where it's like in the you know kingdom of the blind the one-eyed dwarf is king like she is sitting next to ken jong as well because like it's a you know (laughs) i've heard it in a movie okay like i don't know
1: what can it be a one-eyed minotaur i think the whole point is (laughs) as long as you've got one eye You're good. Oh, the monster from um, the AU version of the Masked Singer had one little lie and it was real cute.
0: So did the monster from the US version. Oh, yeah. Liana, how dare you?
1: <laughs> okay. okay. Well, um, Yeah, so anyway, I'm done with the butterfly. I have no more comments.
0: Yeah, so we can stop using the instrument, the harp, and move on to the fox and talk about the fox now. So, we get the fox's clue package. He is outdoors playing a piano with his creepy little fox baby that for some reason, this fox baby has made an appearance in every clue package and mm-hmm. it never stops getting creepier. I feel like now that we've also seen the, fo- the baby fox stand up, it's somehow creepier to me. I oh, so just wanted yeah. to make note of no, that. No,
1: it's, it's for sure creepier when it stands up because you can see the full outfit. The like $10 onesie with the mask that definitely does not match, that does not fit on the face of whomever is inside <laughs> the costume. It's like awkwardly <laughs> propped upwards and then it's like strangled somehow because they're trying to like keep the neck hidden. Oh man, that thing is a mess. That whole costume must have been made with like 20 bucks and an intern because it's just a disaster.
0: It was definitely bought for parts at some thrift shop somewhere. Like it's like four different outfits that they put together to make this. And I would love if when the fox gets unmasked, baby fox gets unmasked too, because I want to see who this lanky, strange fox is. Whoever's (laughs) been forced into this costume.
1: Poor, poor intern.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh, you brought this. You're wearing it now as your punishment.
1: Yeah, you bought this. (laughs) They put that on national television
0: thrice (laughs) thrice
1: (laughs) oh man yeah so okay so the main clue that I took away from the foxes package was the yes and which Mm -hmm. is if we're talking to Wayne Brady which I think has been the prevailing theory that you had yes well that totally makes sense because yes and with improv like who's lying like yeah so
0: yeah and before that we got the four people in like the white morph suits that were jumping around and For some reason, that also made me think of Who's Line, because there's four goofy guys. Okay, I didn't catch that, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, okay, that's definitely, I can already see Ryan Stiles and Colin Mockery wearing these in a skit on one of the Who's Line episodes, so that's also how I felt there. Mm -hmm. One thing we got from the Foxes package before we got to the performance was no more fancy dance movements, just my voice. We. This is a moment where I started feeling, oh, The Fox is doing something that I've talked about, not liking just the voice doesn't really work out, but let's see how the Fox does. And I felt pretty strongly after this performance that the Fox is going to be all right. I opposite to what I had thought about the butterflies, performers and dancers, the Fox had like a belly dancer, like just one backup dancer was a belly dancer that was dancing in front of them. But the color scheme matched the Fox. wears this like gold steampunk thing? The belly dancers were in gold. The house lights were like gold and all of it just came together. And I thought the theme matched the song. Tennessee whiskey was a great choice for the Fox. I thought the vocal range was off the charts it was great the wooden x stage was wooden oh the x was wooden is what i'm trying to say here i like that extra touch kind of looked like hardwood floors I was into that and i also did notice i don't think i've noticed this before so i think it's new the fox had a nose ring on which if we talk about like outfit changes that the monster was doing last season it was a nice little touch there that i also enjoyed so i thought this was a All around good performance from the Fox.
1: Okay, so I love it when they just stand there and sing, because that's what I think this show is about. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm pretty sure the Fox has had that nose ring the entire time no but i digress um so i was super happy also i think what it takes to win this show is we now start to like determine the clues and you're the not the clues the the keys to success or right for like what it takes to win you have to be able to vary up your performances and the fox doing this i think was a really great not only a great performance but also a great strategic move um and the fact that doing tennessee whiskey by chris stapleton which is a fabulous song. He was able to throw his voice a little bit which I think was really good. Um so you can kind of like mask the way that um you know his natural singing voice sounds but still he can kill it. Like I loved 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 this. So the way I judge how good a performance is, if it's like tip top tier Tip top tier. Uh, say that three times fast. It gets downloaded. Tip top tier. Tip top tier. <laughs> top, tier. Um, it gets downloaded into my music library. The two songs I have so far from the season are "Rainbows" or Thingamajig's "Rainbow" and "Easy." This one made the cut, so I loved it. uh That that is just <laughs> like, ugh, man, it was so good.
0: It was really good. It was really good. And, and, and me just being stood there. Right. And I've been a person who's talked about wanting the the razzle-dazzle. This didn't have razzle-dazzle, but it had pizzazz. And (laughs) I enjoyed it equally, if not more, this time around.
1: Okay, so razzle-dazzle is when they dance around. Pizzazz is when it's a good performance, but they're just standing there.
0: Just powerful performance from the soul.
1: Okay, good. Let's create a dictionary.
0: Let's not. We've we've created too many incorrect phrases and stuff already in this uh, podcast.
1: Tip-top tier. (laughs) Tip-top
0: Tear in deed. As far as the comments and critiques went, um, Joel McHale said this was straight up the best performance he's seen on the show. So I think if that's not an endorsement, what is? That was a good endorsement. And then the Fox said something very sweet and said, "I'm so glad that I'm getting the chance to work with my friends, even though my friends don't know that they're working with me."
1: Oh, that's cute. Do we know if Wayne Brady has worked with any of the panelists before? I, I didn't. I didn't search for it.
0: I didn't search for it either. I started thinking about it and off the top of my head, I couldn't think of it. So I don't know. So we'll find out later when we do a little bit of Googling. Mm -hmm. Perhaps
1: pizzazz is a really great Scrabble word. It's got four Z's in it. No, it's got three Z's in it. No, four Z's. P.I.Z.Z.A.Z.Z. Pizzazz. Wow. (laughs) Pizzazz.
0: you know what else has four z's in it
1: (laughs) everyone people that don't don't like us bantering yes exactly (laughs) nailed (laughs) it nailed it what do we have to talk about
0: (laughs) i know i know it's you know i i get to come here and talk the nonsense with you and the mass singer yeah so it's like a win-win in my books Mm. yeah and then get pitched very horrible puns but i digress as far as the the guesses went Robin Thicke tripled, quadrupled down on AJ from the Backstreet Boys, which again, I have to reiterate, AJ does not possess the pizzazz or the razzle dazzle that the Fox does. I'm sorry. He just doesn't. So that should be noted. Ken Jong went with Jamie Foxx because, of course, Ken Jong picks the worst pick every time, you know, and then Jenny McCarthy went with a pick that I honestly think if I wasn't so certain that it's Wayne Brady it would have probably been my second Get, like, guess would have been Tay Diggs, which is what Jenny McCarthy put out there. So, again, another strong guess from Jenny McCarthy here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And as far as the vote reveal goes, we've already, you know, alluded to this, but the Fox won this face off. And I wasn't shocked because while I did feel like the Butterfly had a very strong vocal performance, I thought the Fox had a very strong vocal performance as well. But I thought the everything else was put together better than the performance from the butterfly. And like you mentioned, the butterfly took a little time at the beginning to get to that tip top tier vocals that she possesses.
1: Yeah, I thought the Fox's performance was better. All like all around in every facet. So I I wasn't surprised and I was ultimately happy with that outcome.
0: And now one of Liana's picks was going to the SmackDown. Oh no. (laughs) Now before we talk about the second bracket of matchups here. We'll take a pause and get some messages in from some sponsors. And now we're back like a 90 snapback and we're going to talk about the <laughs> thingamajig. Yes,
1: <laughs> I have no comment.
0: Exactly. Just like a, we're back like. I couldn't think of the the word for the for the Tamagotchi. We're back like a Tamagotchi in the mid-2000s. Okay. So, Liana, mm-hmm. Thingamajig versus The Tree, how did you feel about the, finding out this matchup is happening
1: uh yes uh the thingamajig versus the tree um definitely tip top tier performers <laughs> uh and other things that begin with t um i was a little nervous uh i thought this could really go either way the tree was a performer that i wasn't super high on in the early goings but has really grown on me Uh, pun intended. Um, and so, you know, you have the thingamajig, which almost like started at higher equity and then sort of, I think, dropped off personally. And then the tree that I think started at lower equity, but has been increasing. And so they were sort of almost at this weird cross section. And so it was really interesting to see these two perform against one another.
0: You took all the words out of my mouth. Quite frankly, I'm actually stumped and don't know what else I could add on to this. So I'll just well, slide in. No,
1: no, 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 no. no. Just go back to your roots and I think you'll figure it out.
0: All right. Well, I, I, but I kind of want to branch off and talk about these clue packages.
1: Well, let's just leave that in the past. Oh my God. I've been doing so good. I did too.
0: I'm proud of you. Oh,
1: I'm proud of me too. That's all I got. So can we stop?
0: Yeah. But if we don't talk, this podcast is going to be sequo- Sequoia
1: quiet. <laughs> Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why you got to be so Groot?
1: (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) So the thingamajig has a clue package like every performer has and talks about how in their line of work, they're used to hustling every day. If you really want something in life, you need to commit to it 110%. So and we get a ceremony of the thingamajig marrying the thingamajig, which is to say that the thingamajig is committed to the thingamajig. But would like Nicole Scherzinger to know that she will always be his second pick, which if we go back to your theory, Liana, that this is Victor Oladipo, Victor Oladipo was picked second overall in his draft year for the NBA.
1: Oh, that Randy Neupol had a question about that. And now that question makes sense. I didn't know what it meant.
0: Yeah. I got it now. Now And then the thing which talks about suffering a setback recently that could link to the injury that he had that has sidelined him to this day in the NBA. And there was an envelope that said to my love from Maryland. He was born in Maryland. So all in all, this was a very good Victor Oladipo confirmation for me. Mm -hmm. Not that I needed more, but it definitely feels better seeing the clues and making sense of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think at this point we're sort of almost... Like I think we figured pretty much everybody out, right? I believe is there anybody so. that I think we are we're not sure about. I mean, there's some I want to see more. Like I I'm pretty sure f- we know who the flamingo is, but you know, I <laughs> want a little bit more confirmation on that. But apart from that, and with the trees clue package, I think that also helped to solidify um Uh, our guest for her so yeah i mean i think we pretty much have it all figured out now we're just kind of waiting to see one who wins which i'm sure there will be a lot of emotional investment for me um Mm -hmm. and to see you know how these performances shake out
0: absolutely and with a powerful crop of people like this it's only going to get more difficult from here
1: Mm -hmm. so you go victor oladipo
0: <laughs> four for you, Victor Oladipo. You go, Victor Oladipo. <laughs> so, Victor Oladipo. Oh, oh, four, because his number is four. His jersey number
1: is four. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, and Glenn Coco and Mean Girls.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, nailed it. And then we get a performance from the thingamajig, and it is um, Haven't Met You by Michael Bublé. <laughs>
1: Questionable song choice from the thing of a jig. Uh, it felt like he was like straining or out of breath, like either not a good song for him or I don't know what was going on. It did get better, like the butterflies performance over time, but this was definitely a choice.
0: I, I'm not gonna lie to you. When the we got to the first glimpse of the performance, and I saw the Data app and all the like bright colors. I was like, Oh, there's a theme to this and it matches the song and it's to do with Nicole. It's don't get me wrong. It's a gimmick at this point. The thingamajig is like, I'm going to lean into this Nicole thing to take me home. Fair enough. But I got excited. Cause I'm like, okay, there's, I, I can see the performance act like aspect. Then he starts singing. And all I could think of was this kind of sounds karaoke ish to me. This doesn't sound like the thingamajig. I've come to know and love this doesn't sound like the thingamajig who I heard a snippet of in a trailer at the beginning of the season and thought, oh, my God, I want the thingamajig on my squad. You know, like that's those are the feelings I had. They did not match up. And I genuinely thought we have found something that the thingamajig isn't good at. And it was this range. He just couldn't hit it properly. I don't think. You are right, though. By the end, it got better, but it was just so bad to start that I immediately was like, are we going to lose the thingamajig tonight? That's how nervous I got. And we hadn't even heard what the tree was going to put out there yet.
1: Why didn't think it was that bad, Mr. High Standards?
0: I mean, I'm comparing it against the crop of performances we've seen this season. I'm no Simon Cowell. I'm not a I'm not involved in the musics. I don't do music well. So, <laughs> by no means should my words be taken as gospel, Uh-huh. but from the heart, as someone who had just watched the fox bring the house down and heard the butterfly put in a powerhouse of a vocal performance, this kind of fell flat.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I, um... I didn't think it was one of his stronger performances that just to go back to the the theme, um, mm. the whole like, oh, it's a dating app. Just haven't met. Like, haven't met you yet. That was really cutesy, although mm. I didn't quite get the backup dancers. Um, so yeah,
0: were they like Oompa Loompas? It
1: was a I don't think their skin was orange, but they definitely had the green That's hair true. and like the pink outfits and stuff. Um, but this actually reminded me, backup dancers aside, of when the rabbit from season one sang My Girl. Uh, by The Temptations, and then they put up the pictures of all of the female competitors from the season, so I thought that was really cute, so this made me hearken back to that, um, so I liked it from that perspective, but um, but yeah uh, not a great song choice for the thingamajig.
0: No, definitely not, and you know I love The Leopard, right? I don't think everyone knows, but I think I've told this to you once or twice that I'm a fan of The Leopard The Leopard hadn't put in a very strong performance so when the leopard leaned to the gimmicks to stay alive i got it i was like you need this so you do what you got to do i think i expected more from the thingamajig because i feel like now the thingamajig's entire storyline is nicole loves me and i'm gonna ask nicole out and we're gonna match which they did at the end on the Thingamma app. or Data McCallit or whatever the app was called you
1: sound, so, you, you sound like a baby boomer talking about technology
0: <laughs> what is this Bob, like, yeah but for? like
1: in a skit right like not in yeah. real life um yeah I, yeah so so okay can we talk about that the nicole thingamajig love story it's starting to get real creepy
0: yeah Okay. She has no idea who's behind this mask.
1: Yeah. Oh, I was talking about this with Mike Bloom, and there was a masked dating show called Mr. Personality hosted by Monica Lewinsky, of all people. But oh it was where God. the woman would date the men, and the men had masks. So, I think if Fox <laughs> wants a spinoff, they could do this sort of thing, where they have somebody date a bunch of people in mass Singer costumes. Eh? Shots. <laughs> <Thoughts?
0: laughs> I mean, it would be titillating television
1: and equally creepy
0: yeah <laughs> i don't know if i want it though <laughs> it's just it's strange it just mm-hmm. it's strange and just to see again like i expect more from the thingamajig i don't know why this is now the thingamajigs arc this will yeah, they won't no, they I'm, with nicole scherzinger
1: i'm like so ready for the storyline to be over this is bjork all over again <laughs>
0: yeah it's like it, it was OK when it wasn't bleeding into the performances, but now it's bleed into the clue packages. It's bleed into the performances. It's bleeding love by Leona Lewis is what it is.
1: Ayo. um OK. I will say the one thing I loved about this was when um, Robin Thicke was making the guesses. And mm-hmm. he guessed Montel Jordan, and then of course, as Robin does, clapped for his own guess. And Nick was like, "Oh, you're clapping for yourself!" Oh, that made me feel so vindicated and so you happy. You called it. I did. You he called clapped.
0: it so long ago. He claps
1: at his own guesses.
0: Not like good clap to yourself after you feel great about something. Like, huh?
1: I did a great job. <laughs> I'm doing a great job on this podcast. You really are. love you- me. <laughs>
0: That's me clapping for you just so that you don't have to clap for yourself.
1: Mm.
0: I got your back. Can we also, before we close the chapter on the love story, the fact that Nicole Scherzinger has, like, honestly guessed Dennis Rodman and is still continuing this love arc. Like, it's just so strange.
1: It's because she fell in love with the thingamajig, not the person behind the mask. So... Although, if her and Victor Oladipo dated, like, oh, girl, how fun would that be?
0: It would be fun. I'd Outside be, of yeah, the mass Singer. For it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be okay with yeah. that. it be a fun story to tell their kids. Who
1: knew <laughs> Nicole and Nick dated? Yeah, what was that? When did that, that happen?
0: Underreported story.
1: Seriously, though, when did that happen?
0: I don't remember. I, for me, the full extent of my knowledge with regards to Nick Cannon's dating life, is he was married to Mariah Carey, and then he got dumped by Mariah Carey, and then every one of his cast members on Wild and Out would make fun of him for it every week.
1: Yeah, okay. Huh, interesting.
0: So I didn't know that. And I didn't know that Nicole Scherzinger, I don't know, I don't think I know much about Nicole Scherzinger's dating life either, to be fair.
1: Oh, there are several articles online if you're so interested.
0: All right, well, you can tell me about them later. Okay. Uh, as far as the other guesses go, so you mentioned the Montel Jordan. Jenny McCarthy went super vague and said it's a basketball player, which, you know, clap for yourself there. That was not great. Um, And then Brian McKnight from Ken Jong. And then Jenny McCarthy and Joel kind of went, okay, Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. So that's about all we have there. I think we've, again, used the harp instrument enough here. And we can uh, branch out once again and go to the tree. Can you um, take over the trees clue packages? And okay. Tell me what you thought.
1: Actor Nick Cannon let slip during a radio <laughs> interview in 2014 with a personality called Big Boy that he had once slept with the gorgeous Nicole. Also, here's a picture of them attending a pre-Grammy event in 2008.
0: Where is this picture? Is this a new thing we do now where I segue us and then you ignore me?
1: I wasn't listening. <laughs> what i was trying to read i wanted to know okay okay funny. so the tree is that what you were segueing into
0: Just a good guess leon how'd you wonder that
1: because i watch the show <laughs> and i know the order
0: Leona <laughs> doesn't listen to me
1: <laughs> who are you complaining to the all the listeners yeah. like are you gonna start a petition to like get me to listen to you more often
0: I mean, I don't need a petition. It's my truth.
1: <laughs> it's, I'm speaking my truth. Well, if you speak your truth, I'm never going to listen. So.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, that's just delightful. Okay. Okay. Well.
1: let's branch on into. So. <laughs> See, you were
0: listening to me.
1: <laughs> ah, yeah, man.
0: Yeah. We have like three people listening after all this.
1: Agreed. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Apologies to all three of you. Yeah. And me on the re-listen when I'm editing this later. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, basically, (laughs) I want you to talk about the Tree's Clue Package.
1: (laughs) What even is this podcast at this point? I was trying to talk about this on the B&B, and I was like, I don't even know anymore. Because, like, is there really that much content to talk about anymore? Like, yeah, I guess there is.
0: Yeah. Well, it, we'd find out if we talked about them, Leona <laughs> yeah, sure. Boris. Okay,
1: okay wit, wit, witch hat, soup cans. Okay, so <laughs> that's what I've written down. So the witch hat, we know that she's been on Broadway, The Tree. She played Elphaba in Wicked. Mm-hmm. So, yes. witch hat.
0: Yes, and then she was running around with dynamite. Um. Anna Gasteyer was on a show called Lady Dynamite on Netflix. Boom. That's a good link. Uh, the whole what is a friend? Not even a smelly cat. She did an SNL skit where she does did an impression of Lisa Kudrow, Boom. also known as Phoebe Buffay, also known as character on Friends. <laughs> Liana, that was for you because I know you don't watch Friends.
1: No, but I mean, like, I'm familiar enough with the reference.
0: Really? Well, good for you. Yeah
1: good for thank you, you. Uh, yes thank good job me great job me okay this performance was so freaking good i yes. am about to stand the tree like let me go get that tree emoji and put it after my twitter hate profile handle thing or whatever because oh my gosh she can i here's what i wrote she can sing f yeah that's what i wrote down i was super into it there were no backup dancers because girl knows like this is about me back off backup dancers and She even put pictures of herself up on the back screens. So it was like, not only are you focusing on the tree, but it's just like, tree, 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 which then, of course, the audience does their little uh, pointy YMCA thing, and they go, hey, tree, (laughs) tree, tree. So I'm here for it. I'm totally rooting for the tree. To be honest, well, we can talk about this later when we talk about the final six, but like, you get it, girl. I would be totally fine if the tree won. I'm here for it.
0: Same. Same and i did not coming into the show i never thought i would have said these things because i didn't really rate the tree but i thought the video in the background of the tree like kind of popping multiple trees next to her was great i liked the smoke coming out off the ground that was really good the vocals were queen but also The smoke was good. The video background was good. This was a performance. This was an all-rounder for me. Fireworks at the end in the background, little, like, flares. That was great as well. But then none of it took away from the voice. And this was a Mm -hmm. good song choice for the tree, I thought. Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler was great. And I genuinely was was like, I think the tree's winning. And if the tree doesn't win this matchup, it's 100% because of the Nicole Mm shtick. That's how I felt.
1: Yeah, like call shenanigans. It's it's all absolutely of the shtick. I get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I so I was really hoping that the tree would win, even though you know the Thingamajig like came in big fan favorite. But this performance, the Thingamajigs just didn't stand up to the trees. No, uh, also pun intended, perhaps. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so uh, I was really happy when the tree won this SmackDown. Wait, no, that's not what it's called face off. The tree won face, face off, off. Face yeah. off. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah. Also, if you do choose to put the tree emoji in your name, it is timely because it is Christmas time. So no one would imagine that it's about the mass singer either.
1: <laughs> yeah. So just in case people will not think I'm super crazy for having like the egg <laughs> 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 emoji, yeah. the tree makes a little bit more sense. If only this yeah. had been around, I don't know, like Easter would have been the time where the egg emoji made or, it would sense.
0: Or now because it could be eggnog. Are you a big eggnog person?
1: Oh, I do really like eggnog. Yeah, I do. I've never tried it. You've never tried eggnog? No. Oh, it's really good. Yeah,
0: well, maybe one day.
1: Okay, maybe one day.
0: My time will come to uh, taste the nog. (laughs) (laughs) Do they call it that?
1: Yes. Oh, what? Yes, and when you go to the store and you buy some, be like, sup, brah, I'm ready to taste the nog, and then see what they give you. It Please sounds tell like me how that goes. Me. No, no, you no. Are pra- <laughs>
0: you are setting me up. I am not doing. I am not gonna go voluntarily buy a liter of eggnog. If I don't like it, you it's have just gonna to call-
1: sit No, 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 no. Just ask. Okay, don't do that. You need to ask the cashier for the good version of the nog. So be sure to go to them and say those words.
0: Am I also gonna buy a tub of Girt at the same time?
1: What's girt? Yogurt. Yogurt. <laughs> yes
0: like this is just like chad slang that doesn't need to exist and i imagine it does
1: oh man okay so our lab manager came in today into lab wearing this like he i mean he looked very professional today and uh and i like looked at him and i was like oh man super profesh and then uh our french postdoc like looked at me and he was like what does that mean and i was like it's professional but it's shorter to save time <laughs> and I was like but sure now did. i've explained it to you so i wasted all that time so then he kept going around being like profesh super profesh <laughs> it was really great
0: you're teaching people new verbiage Indeed. when it isn't even verbiage but you're coining it just because like, you're 69 cents ugh,
1: just like the nog
0: i'm gonna branch out once again because i've just stuck on this one thing now and talk about these guesses. Nicole goes with Lisa Kudrow because after the friend's clue, I think she saw nothing else. Um Jenny McCarthy hits, goes, you know, for another one, gets uh, on a gas tire in there, which I think at this point is the front runner. Probably the, we are for sure certain that it is her. Joel McHale goes with Megan Mullally.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Jenny again for like having a really solid guess here. So as much Mm. as I dislike her and her choices, uh, she made a good guess here, I guess. So whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a good thing they're not playing for immunity of any kind of way.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. Okay. I know that there's. Okay. All right. Okay. We have to find a celebrity that we can get to go on the show that will be like a vaccine. (laughs) That's their character.
0: (laughs) Ooh, you know who would be good, Dak Shepard.
1: Oh, you think he'd do it? I mean, we, okay, so yes, that's the other thing is like finding somebody who would just go for the gag. They don't have to be on there long, they don't have to be a good singer. But we could do either that or we could do um, like the measles, and then that's your character.
0: (laughs) The chicken pox.
1: Yeah, but measles, I think, is more topical.
0: Okay. (laughs) You know what else is topical? Talking about the result of this face off. So, (laughs) spoiler alert thingamajig is upset whoa an underground underground an underdog rises from the ashes and the tree chops down its opponent in the thingamajig thingamajig we'll see you in the smackdown against the butterfly. If you had told me at the start of the episode that this was the Smackdown we're going to see, I wouldn't have believed you even though I have mentioned that I had no expectations because I thought anybody could go. I did not imagine in a million years we were going to see the thingamajig in the bottom
1: two. I think based on the performances from this episode, I was not surprised at the bottom two, right? Yeah. Uh, Going into it, yes, of course, I completely agree with you, but I thought this was the appropriate two for the Smackdown.
0: Definitely. And I also noticed that you're about to lose a player when this
1: happened. I in what world is either the butterfly or the thing going home before the leopard? I am utterly shocked
0: in the real world. Ugh. Yeah. Shout out to you. The leopard.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause seals <laughs> definitely listening.
0: <laughs> you don't know. Listen. Maybe. Why? Yeah. Maybe you don't know. Maybe it's like the seal. Maybe it's Seal's guilty pleasure.
1: (laughs) It's like really into podcasts.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like he. I imagine Seal like sits in the morning, has a cup of tea, solves a Sudoku, and listens to this podcast. (laughs)
1: I'm I'm sure that's exactly how it goes. Um, Okay, so the butterfly sings first, um, and the choice of believer by Imagine Dragons I thought was really good because it's it's outside Mm of the box. You wouldn't expect the butterfly to sing it, but it's really. I think I think it was a really good choice for her um, because she has some uh, some opportunities to improvise and really belt. um, And yeah, it was like outside of her normal repertoire. So I I liked the butterflies performance here.
0: I did, too. I thought it was strong out the gate. I thought that Imagine Dragon agreed with her. Definitely. And um, I figured Thingamajig needs to pull it back and needs to come back with a good song. And then I hear Caught Up by Usher Startup. I love that song. It was my favorite song on the uh, Usher CD, which, fun fact, first CD I ever owned. Not that fun, actually.
1: Oh, and also, hey, speaking of fun yeah. facts. Okay, so I um had to reset a password for something, and it asked me one of those security questions. And one of them was, what's the first album you ever bought? Today, that yeah. happened today. Yeah.
0: Okay, wait, wait, let me get a pen and paper. Leona, what's the first album you bought?
1: I couldn't remember so I didn't pick it as <laughs> I didn't pick it as my security question because like I don't know what I would answer this. Yeah. So. Well,
0: an even f- more fun fact is that the first one I bought was Usher Confessions. The s- first one I owned was Backstreet Boys Millennium, and that was bought for me by my parents.
1: Okay, so that might have been my first one or the Smash Mouth CD. What was the <laughs> one that had All Star on it? But that like I purchased myself.
0: With your hard earned <laughs> <My
1: hard-earned> money. Hard earned money. What a choice that was. Anyway. You know,
0: you are what you listen to. Yeah.
1: An all-star. An all-star. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so going okay, so after these performances, I thought the thing was fine. I mean, I thought it was a great song choice for him as well. Um, definitely felt like more in his what he feels comfortable Wheelhouse. with yeah, yeah exactly um and so when we went into the final deliberations i was like well i really don't know but i thought maybe the butterfly was going to stay um but no
0: <laughs> i believe me we go into the smackdown i was like i want the thing of to pull it out At, before we got the answer I thought, as much as I love this song and the thingamajig, I don't think the thingamajig should stay. And, again, in my head, I was like, kind of like, if the thingamajig stays, it has to do with the whole, like, Nicole thing. You know? So, I didn't like that. And then the thingamajig wins. And I thought, I'm happy for you, but also you totally just got rewarded for the wrong reasons. Because the butterfly had, you know, the better performance, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. So, you know, Again, we talk about this whole perform, like actual singing versus the performance. This is like what Robin Thicke said. Okay, his compliments to the butterfly were about her voice and that she hit all those high notes at the end. Mm-hmm. So, singing compliments. His compliments to the thingamajig were about his swagger and him shaking his booty.
0: Yep, like that's true.
1: Oh, okay, so what I've learned is we favor swagger and booty shaking, which. <laughs> is fine, but it's the masked singer, not the masked booty shaker. Ooh! Idea for a TV show. No,
0: scrap it. Don't pitch it.
1: (laughs) Hosted by (laughs) Mark (laughs) Lewinsky. Oh my god, that actually reminds me of from, uh, so, have you watched BoJack Horseman?
0: I've watched the first season and bits of the second season.
1: OK, so this isn't really a spoiler, but they have Felicity Huffman's Booty Academy,
0: <laughs> oh my which God. shows
1: up later on the show. Anyway, it's really funny. That reminds me of that. But yeah, so blah.
0: <laughs> right. So we've talked about the whole performance versus vocals, and I know that I've been an advocate for performance, but let it be known, I'm a advocate for all-round performance. And when your vocals are not matching up, you shouldn't just be able to get away with, you know, just dancing about and just chilling.
1: Yeah, I mean, he...
0: <sighs> but the thing is, I guess what I can say, if I'm gonna look at the other side of the coin, mm-hmm. is that we've heard the Thingamajig's voice. We know the Thingamajig has a very strong voice. So right. if this is a one-off, like, week time that's fine. But if the thingamajig comes back next week and puts up a similar performance, it's like, bye bye thingamajig. See you in the NBA.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I think of it a little bit like RuPaul's drag race in the sense that, you know, okay, so let's say you have a week where the front runner, you know, did the worst, Mm. but they're up against somebody who hasn't necessarily been performing well in the final lip sync. Like, You're probably not going to lose the top performer just because, yes, it is judge week to week, but they can't help but consider the um, the history of what that contestant has brought to the show. But the thing is, is that it's not like the butterfly had bad performances either. So,
0: no, it was
1: a little bit of a coin toss, I felt in that moment. So I I don't know. Maybe they like this whole shtick with Nicole and they want to keep that around (laughs) because like we've talked about with the voting, it's 50 percent audience, 50 percent essentially production. So you know, mm.
0: yeah, yeah. Either which way, I am sad for the butterfly who ends up being Michelle Williams, but also you know I hope the thingamajig can bounce back from this. We'll have to wait and see.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. As far as the final guesses went, Jenny, Nicole, and Robin all said Michelle Williams, the sensible ones, if you will. Ken Jong did a whole song and dance about how it's Mel B. And then Joel McHale said, Ooh, when you said London and football, I thought about American football, but now I'm thinking about, you know, international football. So I'm going to go with David Beckham, David Beckham, Victoria Beckham It's Victoria Beckham. So good on you, Joel, for trying to do a thing. It didn't work. And Michelle Williams is unmasked. And I felt sad for Michelle Williams. She welled up.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is very clearly emotional for her, and I think she talked about that kind of, like, throughout her whole clue package. So, um... So, yeah, I mean look, if you're going to try to make a comeback, this is how you do it. You know, she says she hasn't worked Mm -hmm. since, you know, earlier like, what was it, January or December December of last year or something like that? Um, So I'm hoping that she's able to leverage this and to do something next. Um, uh, So good for her. I mean, I wish that she had made it further, but when we look at all the talent here, I mean... You know, it, it's a deep pool. It's, it is. It's a deep pool. I think she needed this more than Victor Oladipo did. Like, what's he going to really benefit from going into the final six? But but yeah, we'll see.
0: Right. Well, also, you know, if I would take a pause and talk about like people winning and what are they going to do with the win? You look no further than T-Pain and me thinking last year, T-Pain needs this because he's known for auto tune and he's going to change everything. He didn't. So I think Michelle Williams would have been the type of winner. So genuinely would have benefited from that because I think she would have just, you know, done her thing and done it well and not do auto tune.
1: Yeah. Well, I think there's some other people based on our guesses, if they're correct, that would have a similar benefit from this. So um, so, but we'll see.
0: We'll see. I wanted to bring up one last thing before we dig into some remaining questions here. So at the end of each unmasking, the producers or the editors, whoever you want to blame for this, Pick one or two of the clues that we have seen throughout or during this episode Mm -hmm. and highlight them to be like, this was a nod to this. So the hot 100 teabag clue was a nod to Michelle Williams being featured on the hot billboard 14 times. How is that the clue you pick there? That could be anybody.
1: I mean, in comparison to the ladybugs one. Okay, like this was the best clue ever, all right? <laughs> so, like don't really don't want to get me started on that again.
0: I kind of do, but no. also like we've talked a lot. So, I want to make like a tree and leaf through these um yes. Questions. <laughs> <laughs> Questions. Yes. So, uh first one we got was from Tim asking us to power rank the top 6. Do you think we're able to do that? I feel like we'd be splitting
1: hairs. Uh if we power rank the top 6, um, I think it really counts, starts to come down to personal preference, right? Like, you know, True. you have a particular affinity for one of the singers. So like for me, who uh, <laughs> will remain unnamed, I think for me, the tops are probably the tree flamingo and the fox, I would say for me, are the top mm-hmm. three. And then my bottom tier would be the thingamajig, the Rottweiler and the leopard. Um, wow. Based on just my personal preferences and what I think we've seen so far.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I um for me the top three would be the fox, the Rottweiler, and honestly after this episode the tree, mm-hmm. and then it would be like right after them would be like the flamingo, and then who's left the thingamajig and the, and leopard. Then the leopard. Ooh, I might put. Ooh, I might put. The thingamajig last right now. Thingamajig, you got some explaining to do. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah.
1: So if we were to compare this final six to the final six from last year, so the final six from last year was the monster, the lion, the alien, the bee, the rabbit, and the peacock.
0: I saw that question come up and I pulled the 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 wiki for those six to look at it, and I forgot that that was a pretty strong lineup as well. So.
1: Apart from the alien,
0: Latoya Jackson was okay. Yeah, I mean that's the she went out at six, right?
1: Yeah, I think I think it was a that season had a very clear top five, right? Which was the peacock, the monster, lion, rabbit, bee. Yeah, and then it was kind of a little bit like up in the air of who who was going to go onto the final three. Mm -hmm. Uh, But here, this is really truly, I think a tall a a solid six. Um, I you know maybe the thingamajig and the leopard uh, are top two uh, might be. Might no yeah. <laughs> Might get cut um in this next round. But I think God, it's just it's really coming down to song choice and performances. It really yeah, is. Yeah,
0: that means that matters so much more than ever before, I feel like. You yeah. will make or break yourself by those decisions on the night. You truly will. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see as far as like, if we're comparing one for one, what's the stronger? Obviously, season two is stronger than season one. But I also want to acknowledge that season one was stronger than I remembered it. I think
1: mm, those top five were really yes. good.
0: you re- <laughs> the alien really taking a beating because-
1: because uh, okay i'm being honest about my opinions Uh i really thought that the rest of the the uh, okay but here's the (laughs) thing it wasn't like i was expecting everybody to be an amazing singer Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so when you have people like tommy chong like okay i don't expect you to be a good singer but it's like fun to try to like see who you are right you know the fact they got like terry bradshaw and and anyway so yeah but it was really i don't know whatever (laughs) i'm done
0: Good season. I mean it made us want to do this, right? So it did its job. It was good. So um Mike Bloom, your co-host, Liana, put out a question and would like us to please assign which remaining contenders are A smooth as Tennessee whiskey, B, sweet as strawberry wine, and C, warm as a glass of brandy.
1: Okay, I like this question. So uh thingamajig and Fox for me are smooth as Tennessee whiskey. Okay. Do do you disagree on those?
0: I co on actually. I'd okay. Say one.
1: Then who do we think is sweet as strawberry wine?
0: I think flamingo and um maybe the no flamingo and the rottweiler.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then leopard and tree are warm as a glass of brandy. Yeah. I kind of like that breakdown.
0: Yeah, I think that works perfectly.
1: Uh huh.
0: Yeah, we're on. The, okay, I like that. We're on the same page here.
1: Good job, uh, us. <laughs>
0: good job, us. In sync. Not mm. like the band. Not like Joey Fatone, a.k.a. Joey Fat ones oh. So uh, our next question comes from William. And it is, who would you give a restraining order to? I'm assuming from the panelists on the
1: night. Ooh, I mean...
0: You if, can only pick one.
1: <laughs> I know, that's so hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, Ken, probably, if I'm being honest, I just don't want to hear his voice anymore. Here, Here is what, again, I don't understand when I watch the show. It's like, this is a, a, a hit TV show, all right? Loosely hit, defined <laughs> hit. And this is the panel? Like, I just, I, maybe they thought it was going to flop, and they were like, we're not going to bother spending money on anybody decent. It just baffles me. Joel McHale should come on as a permanent uh, judge also, by the way.
0: Yeah, we had a question about that. Should Joel take over Ken? And I would say in a heartbeat, give me that option, please. Uh, The only thing I can think of at this point with Ken is that he's there for the kids. The kids find him funny. And I... Do you find
1: him funny? I
0: think so. I think honestly. OK,
1: no. Yeah. To the three people who are listening. One, do you have children? And if so, please ask them if they watch the show, if they like Ken, because no, maybe,
0: maybe. maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess like that's something to put on a poll at some point and find out.
1: <laughs> He's no officer Big Mac. <laughs> do the kids like officer Big Mac?
0: I honestly don't think so. I don't think kids know that now. I don't think these characters are prevalent anymore. Mm. Yeah, I mean, also, I've not ordered a happy meal or been inside a McDonald's in a hot second. So,
1: mm. yeah, but but Ronald McDonald is still around.
0: Ronald McDonald's still around, but also, I don't know if it's like because Ronald McDonald has become a meme in a way.
1: Oh, okay. Maybe.
0: Also, his name rhymes with the chain's name.
1: <laughs> very good <laughs> the, you get a the, sticker that says I'm grape
0: <laughs> what am I Tony the tiger and
1: it smells like grape
0: oh, gr- oh I heard great I thought you were giving me at least half a compliment at that point
1: <laughs> no just being condescending
0: Ah. Uh. Classic leona Boris.
1: <laughs> okay, so there was a mascot that was introduced by McDonald's restaurant in 1986 called Mac Tonight.
0: Oh, oh. <laughs>
1: it's a man with a crescent moon for a head wearing a black suit and sunglasses.
0: So you're telling me McDonald's had the first Netflix and Chill with Mac Tonight.
1: And it was it was meant to advertise McDonald's late night hours to adults.
0: Yep. Yeah, yep, exactly. Okay. Move over Netflix and Chill. Forget Disney Plus and the other thing.
1: We about to mac tonight. (laughs) Oh,
0: (laughs) for a number of reasons, that's not great. (laughs) Mm. Oh, that filet o fish. Okay, so one more question for you. Do you think (laughs) that the butterfly threw this round?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: And you're still convinced of the ladybug throwing it?
1: You mean Patty Labelle as the? the Uh, I mean, I
0: mean the flower, the flower.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm still convinced that that happened.
0: That is so ridiculous.
1: It did happen. She threw it.
0: Just like I picture Seal doing Sudoku and listening to our podcast, the exact same level is how much Patty Labelle threw that challenge. She threw it. All right, well, Seal, love your music, man. Because you're clearly listening to this. Mm. All right. And on that note, I think we've about come to an end here on things to talk about, unless there's anything else from the McDonald's universe you'd like to share with us today.
1: Nah, I'm good. I've talked enough about Mayor McCheese tonight than I think I ever want to again in my life. And
0: you've ever have. I I feel like in all the times we've spoken, this is the first time we've ever talked about McDonald's, and then we've dove in this far into it now.
1: I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you you made the Grimace reference.
0: I know I did start all of it, but they were wearing purple masks. It wasn't... It's
1: I'm, purple! They could be grapes. They could be the member berries from South Park, and then we talk about South Park for a while.
0: Okay, well, I'm sure there's other moments where South Park's gonna come back into reference. I'm just glad that at the beginning I mentioned Grimace and Barney, and we went the Grimace route. I don't think I could have handled the Barney route. Why? So... Why aren't he? See, I don't want to talk okay, about. Okay, we don't
1: want to get. Okay, you know what? Let's just. Okay, so
0: you got another fifteen minutes. You can find minutes?
1: me on social media uh, at Liana <laughs> Boris. <laughs> Um, so Mike Bloom the aforementioned Mike Bloom and I have recorded the wait what day is today okay we're recording the RHAP b and uh, this week uh, we have guest Mary Krakowski who's going to be on with us so that should be a lot of fun talking about everything Survivor um, and then Mike Bloom and I were also on the latest episode of RENAP Robin and Kiva Nita podcast um, playing fun and games with them on family game night or whatever the podcast was called so definitely check those out um, they were a lot of fun.
0: And did you do Drag Race?
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Also, <laughs> um, Mike Bloom. Oh, Mike Bloom again. Oh, my God. That guy. My- <laughs> Mike Bloom, uh, Brett Wolgamont, and myself got together to talk about Drag Race UK, um, which just wrapped a couple of weeks ago, actually, now. Um, so we talked about sort of a summary of the season and our general thoughts. So look for that. That should be out soon, if not uh, out already.
0: I have been going to work and. <laughs> Been watching Survivor still. uh, Keeping up with that. And caught up with Riverdale. That was shambolic. So that happened. And you can follow me at Puyaism on all major platforms. I look forward to doing this next week. Liana, I'm assuming we're going to do... Um, both episodes together in one go, yes?
1: Yeah, let's just do one podcast for both episodes.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's the way to go about yeah, that. Yeah, because
1: I think we're gonna go, so we have final six, so we'll go final six to final five, and then I think we're gonna go final five to final three.
0: For, I mean, no, no, no. Right? No, because I think in the episode, Nick said, in two weeks, we're in the semi Oh, that's the finale. Wait, yeah. Oh, yes, you know what? You are right. Yeah. Okay, so we might lose three people next week.
1: I think, I, I think, uh, because that's the way they did it. Where um, you right, it, it was, was final, final six, three. final five, final three. Yeah,
0: so. yeah. Two hours though. How are they going to fill two hours with three performers?
1: Well, they did, did it they last, last year. Time? Yeah, because they did the like recaps and.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and then everyone came back for a performance. I feel like.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So they'll they'll make it work.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll dive into that and a lot more next week when we. Talk the mass singer once again. Until then, you have all been leopards. The few of you that have stuck around, we appreciate you a lot. Thanks to everybody who's left reviews. Thanks to everybody who's subscribed to the podcast feed slash mass singer. It's always fun to sit here and talk the silliness of both mass singer and miscellaneous. And we will unmask you next week. Take care, everyone. Bye.